Did you grow up in a house with scales? Did family members regularly weigh themselves? Do you remember how that went? Was there critical language that followed or maybe joy? Did you start to learn that up was negative and down was good? That knowing your weight was vital and normal? And that if the result wasn't as intended, measures had to be taken? Perhaps you heard no more bread this week or I have to be good from tomorrow. Did you learn that weight was something to pay attention to and micromanage with what you ate and how you moved your body? If so, it's very likely that you've internalized all of this thinking and behavior for yourself. It's also very likely that no matter how they came into your life, if you have scales, you think they're necessary to have and that knowing what you weigh is important because how else could you know? I actually think there's a more valuable question here. Why do you need to know? Now, when is it actually valuable to know your weight? I could think of a few things like weight limits. So knowing if something is suitable for you. Now there is a fat phobic aspect of that limit. That's something else altogether and not okay. So yes, potentially it's a need to know situation. And I would offer that medication would be another. In many cases though, most cases, you individually don't need to know or keep track of your weight. Your health provider would. And with anything else that you can think of where you would need to know your weight, why would you need to keep an eye on it? Why would you need to track it? Because is that maybe what you've been shown? That's what's done. That's actually how you stay on track. I remember weighing myself every time I went to the gym. I see others doing the same. In my case, what I saw impacted how I would work out, what I ate later on, how I felt about myself. And do you find the same? If you wake up and you weigh yourself and it isn't different, or maybe it's higher than the last time, how do you feel and what do you do? I had a client notice this for herself so clearly. You know, she would celebrate if the number was lower than the day before and feel free to eat whatever. But I want to note here, Not whatever in connection with her body, just whatever. And if it was the same number, she'd feel disappointed and fixate on her body image a heap. If it was a higher number, she'd feel terrible about herself and she would immediately cut back on what she ate. Here's the thing. Knowing our weight in the cultural context of anti-fat bias, thin pursuit and appearance is worth means there's one preferred outcome. And that outcome actually exists in isolation, meaning knowing our weight doesn't lead to taking better care of ourselves. In fact, I would offer it does the opposite. It doesn't improve our body image, and it certainly doesn't help with unlearning the objectifying messages that we face as women where our weight is apparently our worth. It's simply a number and an outcome that we know. I would offer that for the majority of our lives, we don't need to know what we weigh, And I also recommend getting rid of your scales. How does that feel? Are you terrified? Maybe relieved. Your response is valid and speaks mostly to your readiness to leave diet culture behind, but also to how ingrained the use of scales is for you personally. My client had used scales her entire life, as had her mum. This is the only way that she knew to connect to her body And those variances that she saw day to day that we all see are negligible. 
Because if our body weight is fluctuating largely on a daily basis, we have much bigger concerns and probably need to head to the emergency room. The truth is threefold and interconnected. Number one, our body weight does not fluctuate that much when we are in a weight stable place. I will come back to this. Number two, we do not have ultimate control over our weight. Genetic variance is just one of the many determinants here. And number three, very much related to truth number two, the most likely result of weight loss is weight gain. And this speaks actually to our body's incredible ability to right the boat, so to speak. So to go back to safety and stability, think of someone who's had an accident and is sedentary lying in a hospital bed. They will lose body mass, including muscle, as their body starts to atrophy. And once they discharge from hospital, their body starts to refeed over time and will work to regain what was lost. And that is seen as really normal, acceptable, and healthy in thin bodies, just not fat ones. There is evidence that weight fluctuation, also called weight cycling, predicts a higher risk of mortality, especially as it relates to coronary heart disease. A 2020 paper includes findings from a large-scale U.S. epidemiological follow-up study that reported the largest hazard ratio for all-cause mortality in the weight loss group. So let me put this another way. When compared to those without a weight change or those who had gained weight over 20 years, that's how long the study ran for, the largest risk of death was to those in the weight loss group. Again, it's common that those trying to lose weight will actually have several attempts because the body is attempting to right the boat. It's trying to gain what it's lost. So therefore, weight loss attempts look like weight loss and weight regain and therefore fluctuation. And it's this fluctuation that is of concern. For more on these truths, listen to episode two and three. So now let's come back to what we're seeking when we weigh ourselves. A sense of knowing is something that I hear a lot. So what does knowing give you? A directive to how to behave? Again, if this is how you know how to relate to your body, it's understandable. And what if that knowledge wasn't needed to relate to it? What if you woke up and checked in with yourself? You didn't weigh yourself. You said, what do I need? How can I support myself? What kind of day is it for me today? What if you kept doing that and you learned more and more about how to relate to your body through connection, not through a scale? Because a connection builds trust, which likely has been long eroded if you use scales on a consistent basis to know. Because you don't know that your body has your back, that it's telling you what it needs all the time and that you can trust it. You don't know all of this yet. And if the idea of throwing out your scales is impossible right now, okay, be there. And also consider what is knowing your weight helping you with? What is it keeping you from? Countless clients will tell me how ditching the scales was one of the best things they ever did for themselves, especially when it comes to intuitive eating, where the focus is body connection and building trust. So a focus on the external, body weight is external directly impacts the connection you have to your body every time. So you're saying things like, what do I feel like eating? How hungry am I today? Do I need to rest? These are all impossible to connect with and ask when we're focused on a number on a scale. 
I have one last thought on scales. You are and always have been worth so much more than a number on a scale. I'm so sorry that you've ever been made to feel otherwise. For the research links and notes from this episode, including how to work with me, receive my support as you leave the scales and dieting behind, head to my website, nadiafelsch.com forward slash podcast. Alternatively, you'll find the link in your podcast player. Thank you for joining me. See you next time. If you'd like to get in touch with me, learn about my current group program offerings and client availability, the best way to do that is via my website, www.nadiafelsch.com. You'll also find my Facebook group, Food and Body Freedom, and on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at Nadia Felsch.